on this episode of the Buzz to Kill podcast. Just getting bones with the boys. Hey, bro, you want to go back to my crib and rock some bone skis? Huh? Huh? Crack a beer? Maybe measure a little bit? Double down on some D? Let's do it, boy. <laughs> Listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 324. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we celebrate Christmas in July by making our lists and checking them twice. Gonna find out who's gonna get sliced because <laughs> purging's going to happen tonight. It was beautiful, right? <laughs> that was great. Is, is that what you were working on in the in the uh, driveway earlier? Uh, no, I was uh, finishing the movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> in uh, the urge to purge, there it is. A retrospective of the, the purge. purge. Go figure. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's Fourth of July week. Yep. And I don't know about you, but I always think of the Purge movies on the 4th of July. Probably because in the summer, the movies always got, at least the first, I think, couple always got released at the beginning of summer around 4th of July. To me, it's more like nothing says the nation's independence like murdering strangers. Well, yes. So. that's that. I, honestly... That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot about our nation's our nation that makes me want to murder people, <laughs> quite mm. frankly. Particularly strangers. Yes. Particularly, I, I don't know. I'm going to make a bad joke, and it's too early for that. <laughs> All uh, right. But yeah, yeah. Hey, man. Good morning. Good morning. It's it's morning. Yes. It's, it's weird. You're you're about 12 hours early today. Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. I, t- <laughs> I texted Mike. I said, 9.30 like usual, and he showed up at 9.30 a.m. I aim to please. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I'm not pleased. I hadn't even had my coffee yet when he got here. Uh, is this the first time we've ever done a show in the morning? Uh, we, I think we did one other one. We did one in the afternoon. I remember doing one like in the afternoon before. I don't know if it was morning, morning. It wasn't even that long ago, was it? It was here. It was here. Yeah. So, so yeah. So it wasn't that long ago, but Um, I can't remember because my memory sucks. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, good, good morning. It's a brisk 1030 in the morning. Yeah. We got a little messed up this week. We did. We, uh, obviously we're not doing Stranger Things 4 like we said we were going to. And that's our bad? I don't even know if that's our bad. Um, what yeah, is it? We, it, we, you needed more time to catch up on it. I still haven't actually well, finished it. Well, I've watched it. it already. We've had, well, sure, but you, need, you, wanted, to to, you wanted to rewatch it. Um, we just had a lot going on. We figured, you know what? It's 4th of July weekend. Let's, let's zig where we were going to zag. And right. uh, I think unless unless you can pull a rabbit out of your, your ass, which I know you do keep rabbits there. Gerbils. Uh, gerbil. Yeah. Well, yeah, the rabbit's upstairs. Right. No longer in your ass. Yeah. Um, we might not be doing a show next week, uh, yeah. Unless, like I said, unless you want to pull a uh, pull a winger and get someone to replace me, pull a boner. I, yep. uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I might, I might see if Jen wants to come and do it. It's gonna be hard to pull a boner with Jen here, but oh, well, unless I don't know, she's used to it. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what those uh, get a couple those J- British guys like. <laughs> get a couple Jamesons in her, and you never know what she's gonna do. <laughs> um, but that would also require me doing that. What yeah, you that's do? Easy. That's easy. And I don't know. If I'm I'm not good on the ones and just twos. Hit a, just hit a button, you're fine. Oh, is that but okay. um, but yeah. So so next week we'll be in flux. We'll see. I'm going to be in Tennessee for a big family gathering. So <laughs> you're little the only, vacation. You're the only ten I see. <laughs> uh, guess how many people 
are from my family that live in Tennessee. Twelve. Goose eggs. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody in my family lives in Tennessee. You did yet. another zig when I thought you were going <laughs> to zag. <laughs> Nobody lives there. And for some reason, that's where all of my family from every corner of the country decided to meet for a family vacation. Is it even centrally located? No. <laughs> Not okay. at all. Well, but Tennessee's cool. <laughs> Tennessee's cool. I mean, unless you're, you know, liberal. <laughs> Because Tennessee is kind of fucky right now. <laughs> Unless you're black or gay. Yeah, or <laughs> yeah. Pretty much anything other than old and white. It's kind of kind of a shitty place right now. But I don't know. Is Tennessee really? Is Tennessee? Yeah, that yeah. I don't keep yeah. up with this. There's stuff there's as some much as I there's some like should. laws and stuff in effect in Tennessee. It's weird right oh, now. Right on. Whatever. Well, you can okay. look. You can look into it if you want. But no, probably anyway not. <laughs> though. Um. Yeah, James. Hi. <clears throat> hey, ma'am. How's your morning? Fuck. It's been a morning. <laughs> I made coffee. I didn't even get to make coffee this morning. I made you coffee, bud. I know. I was out, so I had to. I had to make. I had to make the hot water in the coffee pot still, like insult to injury. Yeah. Just to pour it over instant grounds because oh. we ran out of coffee. <laughs> are you aware that what you are drinking is in fact instant coffee crystals? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Folders instant coffee crystals. <laughs> have you ever seen that no. SNL skit? No. Where it's like, because Folders used to have that those commercials yeah. where they would walk up to people and they would say, "Are you aware that you're actually drinking instant Folders flavor crystals?" And people would be like, "Oh my god, that's it's amazing. It's what? so good." And they're walking around asking everybody, and they finally get to Chris Farley, and he's, they're like, "Are you aware that you're drinking instant flavor coffee crystals?" And he looks at it and he's like, well, what? <laughs> and they're like, yes, you're drinking instant Folgers coffee crystals. And he's like, why, you son of a bitch? <laughs> and he gets up and destroys the whole restaurant. You lied to me. Chris Farley was the fucking best, Oh, man. he was the funniest oh, person alive, dude. God, he was the best. And is probably because of the drugs. <laughs> yeah, well, well. So, unfortunately. Yeah. If you're interested, sidebar. Yes. There's a really, really good documentary on Chris Farley's entire life. I would like to that watch that. That is on YouTube, I think. Yeah. I watched it. It's I'll watch fantastic. that. I'll, I'll look it up for yeah, you. Yeah, I loved Chris Farley. Um, okay, James, you may not know this, but uh, this episode today marks a gigantic milestone for our show. What is that? First one that we did at 9.30 a.m.? Well, okay, so two gigantic <laughs> milestones for our show. Today... As of this episode, we have now done more episodes as a two-piece than we did as a three-piece. Oh, really? Yes. We have, we, we have now been a two-piece podcast longer than we were ever a third-piece in the studio. R.I.P. J. Raj. No, he's not dead, but R.I.P. to him on the show. Yep. Um, yeah. How many have we done? We did. I think we Justin quit in the one... I, I, I math is hard. It, this is episode two thirty. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, three twenty four. Yeah. So whatever three twenty two cut in half was the halfway point, or three twenty three cut in half was the halfway point. So today marks. I don't think you can cut three twenty. Well, you know what I, you know what I mean though. You know what I mean though. <laughs> That's wild though. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We've done it longer now as just the two of us than we did with the three of us. Oh wow. So what we should do is so just... go fuck yourself, Jay. <laughs> yeah, not rest in peace, rest in piss, dude. <laughs> um, that's crazy though. Yeah. And actually, coming up in August, what have we been at this? Seven years. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Yep. Seven years, and look out! Look what we have to show for it. Everything, right? Uh, we've we've pretty amazing drinking problems. I think we made. <laughs> I think we made uh, upwards of fifteen dollars on Audible. 
Oh, have we? I think, well, because you signed up for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we're doing pretty good. Speaking of, if you want to get a free audio trial, hey, baby, head over to, to audio trial or audio audibletrial.com slash the buzz to kill podcast. Get yourself a free book on us. Yeah. Buy, yeah. Us, buy us a beer. Yeah. Yeah. Buy, buy us a buy, whole case of beer. Buy us a whole case of beer. Yep. Or if it's Bud Light. Or buy us six cases <laughs> of buy beer. Buy us six cases. <laughs> what, did, what did you say? Because you saw, oh, no, it was Justin. Yeah. He saw it was a the rebate was yeah, like you basically get a case for three dollars. Three bucks. Oh, wow. Thank you, Dylan Mulvaney. You are the best thing to happen to our wallets <laughs> for beer. <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, the worst thing to happen to my family. Well, <laughs> it's it's not that Dylan Mulvaney was the worst thing to happen to my family, but the Bud Light boycott has not been great. Well, for I think I know who the would, family business. I think I know who would be on your family's purge list if. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no my family are not murderous psychopaths they're just good old-fashioned people who oh, like running a business oh we're gonna get into this later i would fucking purge would you oh well put it this way there would be a list whether or not i would act upon it <laughs> i uh yeah well yeah we'll, we'll get into it we'll get into that later we'll get um, into it anyway though yeah uh outside of that though been uh you know regular regular old busy week for me again um you know right on that's fun I went to, uh, we're doing this uh, this morning because, not because Mike messed up and got here 12 hours early, but uh, this weekend's busy, very busy. Last night, I forgot that we were going to a party, so I asked Mike if we could do Sunday or Monday or whenever, and he can't do any of those days, so here we yeah. are in the morning. I'm a busy Lizzie, what can I say? We went to a party at the DAC last night, which, oh. the Detroit Athletic Club, yeah, that Detroit Athletic oh, Club. Oh, wow, baller. It's pretty fancy. Yeah. It's basically like uh it's like a gym for rich people. Oh. That seems okay. re- that seems reductive. It's this place is insane, dude. It's like I, I mean, you've seen it. Like you you've seen it, right? You've I'm seen... sure I have. I've never been inside of it or anything. I'm sure I've seen it from the outside. But... You've you've never been inside of it. Um <laughs> I've not. Uh no, it's it's the place like when you're sitting in Comerica, it's mm-hmm. the place that the balcony looks right over Comerica. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. So we went there. Uh, Aaron's cousin is a member there, and he's also. We found out last night he's the chair of. He's on, not the chair, but he's on like six different boards there. Okay. He's he's kind of a big wheel down at the cheese factory. Um. So yeah, that was cool. He showed us around there. We went to their summer jams party. So they had a cover band called Your Girlfriend's Favorite Band. Okay. They're they're pretty good. They were fun. They played all of the. All of our favorite hits from like the early two thousands, like all emo and pop punk and uh, yeah, punk yeah. covers and stuff. What? No, go on, go on. I, I have something to add to this, but go on. Um, yeah, and drinks and food and yeah, it was rad. It was a lot of fun. Nice. I see you invited your other friends, not uh, not me. Did you? Oh well, yeah. Well, we had to see we, how I see how I rate. We figured, <clears throat> who can we invite that will be the least embarrassing? <laughs> And wow. believe it or not, Greg is the least embarrassing of all my friends. Wow. Yeah. That's low praise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's real low praise. So, wow. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, well, speaking of garbage friends, uh, I met up with Vito yesterday. Oh, he's there's town. a garbage friend. <laughs> uh, you mean up... the other half of my <laughs> best manship? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Thursday I met up with him, him and uh, Chris Jordan. And uh, of course, we just get... We just get Kristen's car back from the shop. They had it for a month. Yeah. Fixing the body what? damage. Why'd they have it for so long, by the way? Just, I don't know. That they had it for a month. Almost, almost a month. Um, 
And uh, so we just got her car back. I pull into the parking lot, and my car starts making crazy sounds, yeah. grinding, scratching the whole deal. So I was none too happy. But um, so that sucked. Go inside, and you know what sucked even more? We went to this place called Whiskey Tacos Foxtrot in Clawson, yeah. which is a fantastic taco bar. Mm-hmm. Absolutely great. Great name, too. There was a dude on the stage with an acoustic guitar. He looked as though, like, he looked like fucking the old guy with the long, stringy, like, uh, like gray hair you would see in, like, an apocalyptic movie. Like, just like, walking the streets with a dog, you know? Did like, he, he looked look like, like that guy. Did he look like Otis from uh, yes. House of a Thousand Corpses? Yes. Specifically. And he played nothing but 90s covers. Yeah. And by, say, played, I mean, he tried. It was two <laughs> hours of my ears bleeding. This guy was fucking terrible. Is he really? Oh, he destroyed all of my favorite songs. <laughs> like, we're just sitting there, we're talking, and then he would start a new song, and we would all just stop and look behind us and just be like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> like, no. And, then, and and his vocals were way louder than the acoustic guitar. Oh, no. So, like, the mix was bad. And, oh, God. Every time people clapped, we're just like, what? Don't encourage him. <laughs> just don't this, do it. That's the kind of shit that makes me think. Like, if if a, if somebody like that, I'm not super talented, but I could probably go out and just play cover sets yeah. anywhere. Yeah. If they're going to hire people like that. Yeah. <sighs> Just pick all songs with really shitty singers, really? and then you're and then you're guaranteed to sound great. Exactly. I'll just start or just do all typo negative. <laughs> so, so acoustic can, renditions of so typo negative. So I can negative. just sing like this the whole time. Typo acoustic. That's my that's my range. Or acousto negative. There you go. Acu- <laughs> that's it. That's our new project. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's been our weeks. Uh, yeah, and then the reason we're not doing this tonight is because we're going to see fucking Everclear, Everclear and Sponge, baby. Yeah, it's, it's free. Otherwise, we wouldn't be going. <laughs> well, <laughs> actually, I'd pay. I'd I'd pay to see Sponge. They well, you put gotta on pay. A good show. You gotta pay for parking. You do have to pay. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, it's like ten bucks. Was it? Yep. I don't yep. remember. Yeah, you got to pay for parking. Um, but it, yeah, Everclear. This is gonna be interesting because the last time I saw Everclear, I've seen them once, and they were hands down the worst band I've ever seen in my life. Live. So did I have this so wrong? Terrible. I was I was telling Aaron and Greg and Lindsay last night that one of the reasons they're so terrible li- live is that Art Alexis is a miserable drunk, isn't he? Well, he, or is he cleaned up? I don't now? know. I don't know if he is always a miserable <clears throat> drunk. But yeah. when I saw him, he had killed I think a fifth of Jack before the halfway set oh my god or halfway part of set he walked on stage with the bottle and it was gone well before the end of the set yikes dude um and he just sounded terrible he couldn't remember the lyrics to his own songs well yeah and then he, when he, you drink that called, much whiskey and this is a great show this is one of those throwback shows they do at the casinos when i saw him mm-hmm. it was who was it it was fucking uh it was lit everclear Marcy Playground, Gin Blossoms, and Sugar Ray. Yeah, that's a hell of a lineup. It was a fucking great lineup, dude. Um, but Everclear just blew. Like, I remember he, uh, Art Alexis, invited a bunch of girls to come dance up on stage for some, for whatever reason. It was part of a gimmick. But then he. Because babes, man. But then he kicked off a girl for being too fat. Oh, my God. Like, literally. Like, like literally, she started dancing and he just looks at her and goes, Get her off my stage oh, to the really? guy on the side. Yeah. Like, it was awful. You sure she didn't fart or something? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, yeah, it was, it was just not a good look for him. So we'll see if they redeem themselves tonight. Yeah, I mean, um, I've never seen them live. So. My brother has seen them live, and he said the same exact thing. Did though. he? So right. I don't have high hopes. Well. Maybe the, maybe the thunderstorms tonight will make him sound better. Maybe. Maybe lube, he'll get electrocuted. Lube him up a little bit. Get electrocuted. Yeah. 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 Cool. <laughs> <laughs>
But then Sponge, and Sponge is good. Yeah, Sponge is great. We saw them last summer, and they were great live. We're going to so. see them again this summer, so yeah, we're going to see them twice this year. Yes. And then uh, what the hell's going on? Oh, Sunday I'm going to another Tigers game. Oh. So, yeah. That'll be fun. Well, yeah. take you out to the ball game. I'm just a man about town. What can I say? Take you out to the crowd. Buy you some peanuts and corrections. So, uh, speaking <laughs> of peanuts and corrections, I believe Mike has some from last week. So, let's get into it. Stupid! You're so stupid! Welcome to the co-erections part of the podcast. Yep. That's that's when you that's just that's just a sword fight. It's when you and your boys get boners together. <laughs> <laughs> just getting bones with the boys. Hey bro, you wanna go back to my crib and rock some boneskis? Huh? Huh? Crack a beer? Maybe measure a little bit? Double down on some D? <laughs> Let's do it, boy. <laughs> Alright, um <laughs> So uh God. Speaking of things that put people <laughs> in hospitals, uh, we said that Jamie Foxx was still in the hospital last week. Yeah. Because uh, we weren't sure, but we had heard that. Yeah. He's not. So Allegedly. Apparently, so apparently there's conflicting reports about this, but his daughter said like a couple of weeks ago that the, me- that the media is getting this all wrong. He's been at home recovering and this and that. And even though they have not said exactly what happened, mm-hmm. the, the theory and the general belief because of where he was brought to is that he had a stroke okay. on the set of the movie he was working on, hmm. which coincidentally is the movie that brought Cameron Diaz back out of retirement, which did you know that Cameron Diaz retired from acting like six years ago? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Brought her back out of it, and I think she's already said that she'll never do it again because it's such a bad experience going back to it. Yeah, and there's been like a lot of clickbaity shit where it's like, oh, uh, Cameron Diaz says that she's sure. she's retiring from acting again because of how she was treated yeah. by Jamie Foxx. And it's not that at all. No. It's like she's said that she had a perfectly lovely time working with him, but it was just the experience of being on set and being away from her kids she didn't like yeah. or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I fucking I hate clickbait. The other too. the other clickbaity <clears throat> go down the the conspiracy theory rabbit hole is that he got a blood clot due to the COVID vaccine. Oh. And that's what put him in that's what gave him a stroke and this and that. They're obviously saying that's not true. It, that's all bunch of bullshit I, who knows man who knows who knows who everybody knows? wants to blame everything for anything but luckily um here's I think my... john boyega is friends with jamie fox he reached out to him and said that he's doing good um he's on the road to recovery he's apparently he's still not like a hundred percent himself but he's doing good so there's no pictures of him right no 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 here's my thought just thought of this just now because i'm it's 9 30 a.m or it's yep. this is when all the good thoughts happen it's 10 it's 11 now yep. so <laughs> i'm clear-headed had my coffee. He's dead. Jamie Foxx is dead, right? And they're doing like a an Avril Lavigne, Paul McCartney kind of deal where they're getting a replacement, but they're waiting for... They had to do some plastic surgery to make him look like Jamie Foxx, and they're waiting for it to properly heal before they reveal him to the world. And when he comes back and doesn't look like himself, it's like, well, he just went through this horrific thing. Yeah. He had a stroke. Yeah. He had this. He had yeah. that. He so looks how, So how dare you even question it, right? That's it. What if they just did Crack plastic the surgery on Kevin Hart? <laughs> <laughs> did they make him a foot and a half taller? Yeah, too? They, they have those those uh, those surgeries where they can stretch your bones. You know, they oh, do it for like, short people and stuff. I don't like the people who go through that voluntarily. It's weird. Like, would you re- would you have your legs repeatedly broken just so that you could be a couple inches taller? It's a weird kink. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if that's your break weird. my fucking legs. Oh, break my legs, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh that's all i got though i'm sure there was more but that's all i i picked up on when we were well listening all to it, so. right i didn't listen to the episode i didn't even know that i didn't listen to the episode I didn't until even know t- we did an episode until last 10 week. minutes ago that's how like off my my shit i've been like 
you're like, did you have corrections from last week? I looked. Well, I, I, will go, say, I don't even know what we did last week. We had and I really, looked, hadn't even listened to the episode. I felt like we had a really good conversation about the movies last week. Did we? Sometimes they're better than others. I feel like last week was a good week. Oh, good. Yeah. You All should right. listen to it. I should listen to yeah. it. All right. And I will. All right, James. Perhaps, what? perhaps over a beer. What are we drinking before noon in the morning? Um, well, we already had <laughs> well, we already, a, had, we already a had a Bud Light because <laughs> breakfast beer, right? Sure, of course. I mean, obviously. Um, prepping for the champ out in a couple weeks. Prepping for the champ out. So from Founders, since it's early in the morning, yeah. this has nothing to do with the purge. But um, that's not true. Oh, it doesn't. Not? That's not true. Okay. Well, here we go. Uh, this is Founders. Oh, Founders. Is that your? I got, is that three, your angle? I got three connections here, buddy. Let me see if I can figure them out. So founders, right? Founders breakfast stout, mm-hmm. a double chocolate coffee oatmeal stout. The coffee lovers consummate beer, brewed with an abundance of flaked oats, bitter and imported chocolates, and two types of coffee. This stout has an intense, fresh roasted Java nose, mm-hmm. topped with a frothy cinnamon colored head that goes forever. I love head that goes forever. <laughs> just, just, I don't know. It gets raw after a while, you know? <laughs> like, just stop, please. And then, and then they get tired, so then they start dragging their teeth. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, never mind. So this is an 8.3 percenter at 9.30 in the morning and <laughs> yep. 60 IBUs bottled on 12-19-22. So what are we, about six months out? Eh, something like that, yeah. 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 That's should, not so bad. Should be good. No, it should be good, baby. It's not so bad. All right, there, so what James. are the other connections? Uh, because it's breakfast, and uh, the only things that we ever think about are waffles and pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the greatest line uttered by anybody in the history of at least the Purge franchise. Bravo. Bravo. <laughs> I uh I wish, like, Which they you need to see election year if you haven't seen it, because it's the best line. They introduce Irish Ike. I need a bottle over. This amazing character who mm-hmm. talks about waffles and pussy, and then they just let him fade in into the background, like he never comes back in the movie. Oh, he died. Did, did he die? No, he didn't die. Did but he like, hurt? you got this guy who drops amazing lines, like <laughs> thinking about waffles and pussy when he's like seventy years old, mm-hmm. and then you're just gonna not bring him back at the end of the movie. Well, they 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 do bring him back up. They reference him. They again. reference him. Yeah, did, that's why I'm saying, did something happen to him? No. No. Okay. No, I don't okay. think so. Unless like he died during the purge screen, and they just maybe, didn't tell you. I don't know. Who knows? That yeah. would be an assumption, though. Maybe the actor died in real life. He was an oh, old man. Oh, wow. I, I don't know. In the, in the, <laughs> I don't know. In but the one month they were filming this movie. I mean, it's happened. I guess it's happened, yeah. Ask Alec Baldwin. Ask, uh, <laughs> ask Vic Morrow. <laughs> Ouch, dude. Too soon? <laughs> Too soon. Yikes. <laughs> oh, God. You're saying that to mine? <laughs> He really no me oh, yeah. <laughs> no mine <laughs> and yours honestly because Vic Vic Morrow was the, Vic Morrow was no Vic Morrow was the the dude from the uh, the Twilight Zone movie who oh got his yeah head chopped off by a oh. helicopter oh yeah that's not, that's not too soon got your head chopped off by a helicopter hoorah I'm not laughing at that but it's <laughs> no it's awful that's the kind of humor I it's like it's terrible we're just dark people yeah um, we, are. we are here let's try this beer yeah uh i need a glass god it's humid as fuck in here isn't it, it? Is it not that no it doesn't good. feel Ooh, good this is thick so thick so thick i just feel like it's bad for all the the leather in this room to be this That's, humid right i mean it could be it's all shrinking and shriveling no oh, I, I, I like it could, could get moldy could you make a wallet could you special order leather that is strictly taken from the balls of a bull yeah. and just make testy wallets yeah can you really? Yeah. Dude, you should do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you. I, I know you can get bull ball sacks. <laughs> you should absolutely. I don't know if anybody actually tans make them. Make purses out of it. 
Oh. There you go. Coin purses. Coin pur- <laughs> dude. Dude. <laughs> Why are you not doing this? I am now. And, right. then, and then I could, I mean, like the bowl balls would be probably, that's for, that's for bigger things, like not just coins. You, you could use maybe like a fox, fox sack or something for fox, coins. Fox sack. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like a, Call it the foxy lady. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's try this beer. All right. Cheers. Cheers, bud. Got it. Oh, yeah. Look at that head on yours. My God. Mm-hmm. This is good, you know? It's good at... It is. I'm not sure I've ever actually had this. Oh, you haven't? No, I don't think so. If you're gonna drink a, if you're gonna drink a, a stout in the morning, mm-hmm. that's the one. Well, you gotta have your coffee in the morning. This has that covered. Sometimes, uh, you know, if you're if you're the kind of guy who opens the morning with like a uh, bowl of uh, bowl of cocoa uh, cocoa puffs. Ooh, it's got the chocolate in there for it. Can't be beat. You know what I'm saying? Um, oatmeal, coffee, chocolate. You just no, you just did the cocoa wheats. Thing. What did Can't you be- say? I said cocoa puffs. Oh <laughs> no, cocoa wheats are better than cocoa puffs. I, I remember those when I was a kid. I never liked it because I hated cream of wheat. Oh, so I never see. I, I never ate the. I know that for some people it's a texture. It I is. love the texture. Yeah, of them. no, no. It's why it's why I'm not a big fan of grits. I like the taste of grits, mm. but it's the same. And Ooh. oatmeal. Don't even get me started on fucking oatmeal. Oatmeal is one of the most disgusting foods ever disagree oh my god i love oatmeal dude open a bag of bread and just run it under the faucet and then mush it up and eat it that's not yes it is no yes it is no because maybe <laughs> you're, it is maybe you're overcooking your oatmeal you gotta like you want it kind of the oats kind of tender but also with a little bit of you know, sturdiness your oats. so all right let's move on you might like overnight oats because they're no, like no 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 she eats them all the time they look just so disgusting to me they look disgusting but have you ever tried them it's a texture thing okay i can't i can't do it james do you like chia seed pudding? No. The fuck? I don't dude? like bread pudding. All right. You're a child. I, no. Children like all those things. You're a child. <laughs> People who don't like certain foods are children. That's that's not fair. All right. Anyway, um, we're talking about the purge anarchy. Yep. And um, purge, election, purge year. election year. Yes. Yes. So. We were big fans of the original purge movie. Yeah, I think so. Big fans. I oh, can't yeah. remember. Did oh, you yeah. re-listen to that episode? No, but I, I, I just know that I like that movie. I, so. I think I did too. I, li- did. I like Ethan Hawke. <laughs> I like the guy with the big. I love the fact that the guy took off the mask and his face looked exactly like the mask he was wearing. <laughs> um, so yeah. Anyway, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Now it's time to get into some trailer trash, baby. All right, James, uh, one trailer this week, and yeah, uh, it's dude. a teaser trailer, so it might not even be that long, honestly, oh, right. uh, but it's the movie we've all been waiting for. Yeah? Like, we've all been waiting for. Don't even tell me, because I don't know what we've been waiting for, so. It is the teaser trailer. Don't tell me. For The Nun 2. You told me. <laughs> oh, no. Yep. Oh, boy. That's where we're at in this world. Um, it is, uh, yeah, it's the sequel to The Nun, which was a movie we didn't like it all. Nope. So Sucked. maybe hey, you know what though? Uh Annabelle 2 was way better than Annabelle. That's true. Now Annabelle was better than the nun. Right. But the sequel was better yet. And I think the third one was actually even really, really good too. Point is, <laughs> maybe the nun two uh redeems a little bit. Yeah. We'll see. But uh yeah, this uh Or maybe just, we'll be none too pleased. Maybe we'll want none of it. <laughs> d- 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 let's let's not make it a Habit? Uh, <laughs> Come on. Uh, 
You need to crucifix your face. <laughs> uh, holy shit. shit. <laughs> uh, all these trailers, uh, this trailer is on YouTube. Go check it out. It's brand newly. Brand new. Brand newly. Brand newly released. We'll go with it. Uh, this is The Nun 2. There's something wrong with the school. Something doesn't feel right. I think it looks better than the first one. We don't have to watch it, though, because they showed us all the jump scares already. Like, why do they keep doing that? Or or there's just so many fucking jump scares in that yeah. movie that... Which which I'm sure there will be, because that's what these movies are. I actually got more... I know they're like sister series, but I actually I almost got more insidious vibes from that. Oh, at really? least At least uh, where the, the little girls are in the house mm-hmm. than I did Conjuring stuff. Wait, the little girls in the house. In the convent or the church, whatever they're in, when they're looking through the grate. And they, she's like, what do you see? She's just standing there. That gave you insidious vibes? Kind of, yeah. Why? I don't know. It just did. Hmm. It's just a, it's a thought that ran through my head. Yeah, so Maybe this is so we knew this was going to happen, right? Because at the end of The Nun, that the guy who we thought that he survived and everything was at the, good at the end, and then right at the end, you see that he's got the upside-down cross on the back of his neck. Correct. So that's how the nun makes it to this new convent yep. or this m- girl's school or whatever yep. it is. Um, I don't know. It's just like typical, like, y- you had the first... This seems like the way the way that sequels always go. Like, you have the first movie where it's in a dark, desolate place with just a few people, and now... Mm-hmm. Let's add kids into the mix to make it scarier. Sure. It's like it's a formula. It's a formula. I don't know. I, I do think that it looks better than the first one though. I'll yeah. give it that. It looks like there's more there's more to it. It's a bit more more to chew on. Sure. I think uh coming through it. But other than that though, I still think that the and you disagreed with me before when we were talking about the nun, I still think that the Formiga sisters look way too identical to be in the same universe. Because they sound identical yeah, and I they still, look identical. I still disagree with you. I, I just I do Can't. we do we not know? I did we talk about this when we watched related. the first one? They're not related nope. in any way. Nope. She was just recommended for the role because of the connection. That's they, it. I, they don't look identical. They though. do. I mean, they look <laughs> they look like sisters, but they don't look identical. I I so. think they do. So, but regardless, though, um, yeah, that's uh, that's the nun too. That's um, yeah. I okay. mean, we're gonna watch it. Obviously, we're gonna watch it. So, well, I guess we'll see when it comes out. Did we do the last Conjuring movie? Did we do the Devil Made Me Do It? Yep. Yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So that was the uh, same director that did The Devil Made Me Do It, okay. did this one. All right. And I believe, if, if memory serves, and we did do it, and it's the last one that we did, we liked that movie quite a bit. I don't I remember. I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> I'll have to go back and listen to it. Uh, anyway, that's it. Uh, just, a, just a one of this week. Right on. Right well, on. Uh, that was trailer trash. We watched a trailer. We are we're buzzed. Get, we're, we're, a buzzed. we're a little buzzed. We're a little buzzed. A little buzzed. So uh, let's get into the bleed feed. <laughs> This just in, breaking news, 
I just scared the shit out of Mike. And <laughs> yes, you now did. he's afraid he's gonna die of a bear attack this week. Well, this could be the very last show that you ever get from me. All right, <laughs> just putting that out there. Well, teach me how to use this before uh, you leave. Them. Okay, um, <laughs> not a lot of uh, news, honestly. Um, not a ton. We did get some uh, set photos though of uh, from Beetlejuice Two. Oh, They're starting to come out. So uh, not news so much as we're excited about this. So I'm gonna show them to you, James. Yep. Uh, we got some new set photos of. Up, oh, where's it at? Uh, what's her name? Winona Ryder, or uh, that's not Winona Ryder. There she is. Lydia's back. Looks like she hasn't aged a day. Yeah, way to mature, Lydia. Spoken <laughs> <laughs> pooch. Uh, she looks exactly the same, though. She looks great. Yeah, she does. Yeah. I mean, she's a babe anyway, but well, still. Yeah, of course. Uh, and then you also have Jenna Ortega looking very Jenna Ortega-ish in <laughs> as her daughter. Are they doing the uh, the dead bride angle again, or I what are they doing? I don't know. She is in a. Uh, she is in a wedding dress. Yep. So it's possible. Right on, right on. It looks like there could be some... Is that blood? Is she playing... Is that blood stain? Is she playing... Uh, Lydia's daughter. Lydia's daughter? Yep. Okay. Which, I mean, it's perfect. Well, yeah. Kind of kind of perfect casting there. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, look at those shoes. Oh. 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 <laughs> look, at those, look at those boots. Damn. Yep. Okay. Anyway, though, that's fun. Uh, it's actually happening, James. <laughs> We're actually getting set photos. Yeah, hell yeah, that's, dude. Uh, that's pretty awesome. I'm excited. Um, let's see here. Moving on. Uh, there's a new movie coming out by, uh, Full Moon Pictures. And, uh, Full Moon, known for their highbrow, only artistically challenged, or challenging, rather, films. Artistically, yes. Um, they have a new movie coming out. Uh, it is a killer crocodile movie. Mm-hmm. Killer, uh, alligator movie. Okay. And it well, is called... On. Those are two very different things. I know. Things. It's a killer alligator okay. movie. Okay, all right. And I know this because of the name of the title. It is called Bad CGI Gator. <laughs> Just slapping the cards down it's, on the table. <laughs> Charles, Band, Charles Band has this to say about it. I've long been against the overuse of CGI in genre films, and in many ways, this movie is a fun, tongue-in-cheek anecdote to that. When done right, CGI is a great tool to accent special effects. When done wrong, well, we get bad CGI gator. <laughs> A.K.A. It's, it's going to be amazing. A.K.A. They made a gator movie, couldn't afford practical effects, did CGI, it looked like shit, and Charlie Band goes, let's, let's take this angle. You know how CGI looks like shit? And let's this, just, let's, and let's this just CGI, lean into and it. And this CGI in particular, we'll just rename the, the movie Bad CGI Gator. The tagline is terror rendered too cheaply. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, is there pictures it. or anything of that? Uh, is there any, no, like... just, a, just a poster. Oh. Just a poster. All right. That'll be fun. Yep. We could do that with uh, that. What was that shark movie? Big ass shark or mm. whatever. There's cocaine shark. Co- cocaine there, shark. There's a cocaine shark, which we should do with cocaine. What's bear. the? Wasn't there like, like a Tommy Wiseau movie coming? Oh out? yes, the big ass shark. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We should do that and this movie. I'm into together. that. I'm totally into oh, that. Yeah. Hell yeah! Uh, all right, our last piece of news is some Stranger Things news. Um, do you remember a couple of weeks back, maybe a month or two back, um, when we talked about how there was going to be a Stranger Things stage play? I remember. And everything. it was opening in like London or something like that, which yeah. didn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Um, so that is coming out. It's going to be called Stranger Things The First Shadow. Okay. And way to go, Duffer Brothers, by putting together a stage play that we can't even get in the US yet, but then teasing that it may hold keys to the conclusion of season five. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> what they say here about this, it's called Stranger Things First Shadow. Um, 
It's said to be a new story live on stage, and it's set in Hawkins in 1959. The first shadow takes place before the world turned upside down. Featuring an original story from Stranger Things creators, the Duffer Brothers, um, it will be directed by Stephen Daltrey, yada, yada, yada. Uh, the uh, official synopsis here is this. Hawkins, 1959. A regular town with regular worries. Young Jim Hopper's car won't start. Bob Newby's sister won't take his radio show seriously. And Joyce just wants to graduate and get the hell out of town. When new student Henry Creel arrives, Henry Creel from uh, uh, arrives, his family finds that a fresh start isn't so easy and the shadows of the past have a very long reach. Brought to life by the multi-award winning creative team who take the theatrical storytelling and stagecraft to a whole new dimension, this gripping new adventure will take you right back to the beginning of the Stranger Things story and may hold the key to the end. So if you're unable to see this, Hmm. I feel like you're missing... At least a small part of of the the journey. Oh, maybe you know? maybe they'll do a thing like with Hamilton. I hope they do. do like a like if Netflix brings it to yeah. streaming, that'd be great. That'd be cool. I'd be I'd be way way on board with that. But they won't because. <laughs> but they won't. Well, they won't because that'll just that'll take away from ticket sales <laughs> for the actual play. Yeah. Like nobody's gonna see it if they can just get on Netflix and watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, I like know. They didn't, a... they didn't do it with Hamilton until Hamilton was already on Broadway for three or four years. Well, because they don't want to take they don't want to take anything away from obviously the money making and all yeah, that. Yeah, right. yeah. What are you Sorry, watching? There, there, by was, the a, there was a trailer. There was, there was a trailer for it. I was skipping through to see if it was worth watching. It's not though. It's just an oh. audio thing. Right on. Uh, anyway, though, that's uh, that's the news. Mm-hmm. That's what you get. All right. Well, we're gonna take a little break, and when we get back. It's time to purge, baby. Yes. It's time to it's time to it's time to purge and purify. Not that kind of purge. No, not that kind okay. of purge. All right, let's do it. A couple more of these breakfast beers. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Hi, James. Hi. All right, so we talked about this earlier, and I'm going to bring it back around. Uh, if you had a purge list, who would it be on? Who would who'd be on your, your purge list? Anyone who's wronged me and my family. <laughs> no, do you have one, though? You don't a need to name names. purge list? You, no. You don't I... need to name names. But if you <clears throat> could you think of some people that you would put on a purge list? I mean, like, like high, like, like. High-ranking officials? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, well, I like people who have done really bad things. Sure. Like. Like David Duke. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Of course. I don't know him personally. <laughs> I don't know anything about him. Seems like a great guy. Seems like a great guy to me. <laughs> um, yeah. No. Like I, to me. So I'm. I'm pretty. I'm like a. I'm definitely like an eye for an eye kind of person. Mm-hmm. If somebody, and it would have to be like horrible. Like if if somebody did something horrible to either me or one of my family members, you're dead. And I wouldn't wait for the purge. I'd just kill you sure. and then deal with the consequences because that's the kind of man I am. But uh, as far as like having a purge list, I don't, I don't really like. I'm, I don't, asking, I'm literally asking you if you have a kill list. Right yeah, now. I don't. I it, no, you shouldn't. I don't want to get put on an FBI watch list. <laughs> uh, I don't think that I would. I don't think that there's anybody that I would just murder because no. because I feel like I don't like them. I feel like I feel like the weird thing about these movies, and the first movie was was obviously just like a, a weird experiment in 
in what would happen if society was able to just run free, right? right that right. was the first movie. Sensationalized. We're, it, it, we're, it was what it was. We're kind of dealing with that in our country right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get back to that. I'm going to get back to that. Yeah. Um, the Purge Anarchy was a little bit more of the same, but then at the same time, it was not. Like, like it was, it was more of the same in the sense that it's just them trying to survive the night. But there was definitely it more. It definitely dipped its toe into the philosophy of the purge and what eventually came of like, not necessarily because I have a feeling that it in the beginning of the purge it was there was still the idea by the elite that oh we could we could probably profit off of this yeah. in some way yeah. or we could at least save money in some way. Well, that was the, the that, was, that was the part of anarchy I think that that really stepped forward. It right. was the idea of they were profiting off of it right. and it was the 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 rich fucks in this movie made me like sick. Yeah. Like no, that was the point. Because that's what would happen. Like that's what I think what the 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 scariest part of these movies are. Obviously, we like them. Right. I think that that goes without saying. But I think some of the scariest parts about these movies is the fact that you're watching this and you're like, if this was real, this is exactly what would happen. Well, like it's exactly what would happen. This didn't in much this, smaller circles. Don't get me wrong. This, smaller elite circles. But this kind of did happen over the past three years. The upward transfer of wealth during COVID was sure. incredible. Like the the billionaires got much more billionaire during covid sure. for a multitude of reasons that we won't get into because of a lot a lot of it's really annoying um but it's yeah that's not suffice it to say you can't leave we'll do it for you if you pay us yeah. and like like amazon made a killing oh yeah the, the 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 big companies that could provide services still made a killing and then there's like some more nefarious shit like you know i'm not an anti-vaxxer sure, i got sure, i got sure. i got vaccinated and everything but like the fact that uh pfizer and moderna said when they started creating the vaccine that like oh for the greater good we're just going to make this available to everyone and this isn't for profit and then they ended up having their biggest their biggest yeah. profitable years sure. in history Most sure. you know shit like that like it's it's kind of gross because you you realize and like movies like the purge dip their toe into that and and kind of like turn turn a mirror back on society and go like we're all kind of getting caught up in the bullshit down in the down in the pit in the weeds. While the yeah down in the weeds, while the people above us are, they love that because we're all turning on each other. Sure. Well, they just take all of our money and laugh and, that's, it, and that's, laugh it up, and that's, that's exactly, exactly what, what the, these movies are. Right. So it's interesting to me that all of these movies are at least the first three movies. I can't speak for the rest of them, but they're all directed by James DeMonico. Yeah. And he also wrote all of them. Right. And it's interesting to me, not to jump ahead to election year, but the the the, the <clears throat> forward momentum that these movies take in terms of their themes. Mm -hmm. Like it just they keep building. By the time you get to election day, there are there's so many socio-political themes in those mm -hmm. movies. Yeah. And I think it's I think it's brilliant, personally. Yeah, uh, we'll get to why it's when we a get little to that movie. But it's a little clunky, like it's a little too on the nose at times. But well, I, I, but I, I get I, it. Yeah, like I, I don't. I, it doesn't ruin the movies for me. I don't disagree with you, but I don't mind it. Be, I don't. I don't mind it regardless. Sure. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll get to election year afterwards. Uh, Anarchy, though, uh, the Purge Anarchy is from 2014. This is the follow up to the Purge. Uh, in the timeline of things, this takes place the year after the Purge. So right. the original Purge took place in 2022. Well, hold on. No, no, no. Yes, it did. 
No. Yes, it does. I have I have the timeline literally right here. Ooh, say that say that whole the thing. The first Purge movie takes place in 2022. Oh, okay. Uh, the Purge Anarchy takes place in 2023. Okay. Yeah. And then we okay. jump because election year takes place oh. in 2040. Okay. There's yeah. a huge jump in the timeline. Right, right, right. Nobody ages, <laughs> <laughs> which is weird because there's a couple characters that move over. But um, Wait, anarchy, anarchy and election day are 18 years apart? Yeah, it says in the beginning of, of election year, so we're supposed 18 to, years later. So we're supposed to believe that Frank Grillo just <laughs> looks, I'm saying. He's exactly looks like age. a fucking snack. I mean, he's, For he's 18 Frank Grillo. Years. Yeah. I, he's yeah, a snack he's, that you he, put on the grill. He's like a oh. he, he's like a Johnny Gel if Johnny Gel made it. Do you know what I mean? And was a good actor. And was a good actor and was handsome. And wasn't a piece of shit. <laughs> and yeah, all those things. But um, yeah. If so, he ever listens to our show, not Frank, Johnny, it's gonna be funny. Fuck you, Johnny. No, fuck you, Johnny Gel. Oh, shit. Um. Anyway, though, yeah. So the Purge Anarchy takes place in 2023. It was released in 2014, which is super interesting because. All the shit that happens in these movies yeah. is what's fucking happening yeah. now. This is the Simpsons of horror movies. Yes. It, re- <laughs> it truly, and even more so for the next movie. Yeah. But it's, it is it is scary mm. how similar like the themes are. Yeah, it's wild. Um, anyway, though, uh, like I said, directed by uh, James DeMonico. Um, three groups of people intertwine uh, and are left stranded in the streets on Purge Night trying to survive the chaos and violence that occurs. It's very similar to the first Purge movie where it's it's, it's a story of survival. Yeah. Um, but the Purge, the first Purge was pretty much mostly contained within one household. Yeah, it was more of a home invasion movie. Right. Where, whereas this, whereas the, the movies as they go on, they take elements from home invasion, but they also take elements of like, I actually kind of think they have elements of like zombie movies. Whereas the purgers are like the zombies. There's They're, people trying yeah. to survive the streets and they right. gotta run and this and that and, and stay these, out of cover. And people people during the purge just become these mindless yeah. killing idiots. Zombies. Yeah. Mindless killing yeah, they're bloodthirsty, they're right. blood drunk. Yeah. Um but yeah, so the, I kind of feel like these movies take the best aspects of a lot of these different genres that we like and kind of form their own thing. Yeah. And I'm finding myself, the more that I'm watching these movies. Like I really like these movies. I think they're like I'm putting them really high up on my list of franchises. Oh really? I, I really am. Yeah. Um. Not obviously maybe not in like the top three or anything, but pretty high on the list in terms of multi movie franchises. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. So uh, we like we mentioned there's Frank Grillo who plays Sergeant. What a name. Um. Carmen Illujo who plays Eva who is the mother of Callie. Callie. Where's Callie? I don't even have her on her. Oh, uh, there we go. Zoe Soul. Uh, who plays Callie. So they're a mother-daughter team. Mm-hmm. Uh, their father, who's played by... John Beasley. Uh, John Beasley. Didn't John... Did John Beasley pass away recently? Yeah, he uh, just passed away he? in May. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. I think we so, we might have talked about it on the show. So they're a, they're a a family that lives together, and they're struggling. You know, uh, uh, Eva is struggling to take care of, pay the bills for her father's medical because he has cancer. Uh, or, or I think cancer, right? I, so did they, they ever specify? I don't, they, I don't, I don't think, think they, they said, specify. But, they just say that his medication is and yeah. he and and that he's dying. Right. So I'm assuming it's cancer. Um, but regardless of what it is, uh, they're struggling, and because now where the purge is, there's these high highfalutin wealthy people that will literally pay you 
$100,000 to your family <clears throat> if you sacrifice yourself for them so they can purge you and have the, the, the rush of killing somebody in the privacy of their own home, right. you rich fucks. And they call them martyrs. God, but, I hate people. <laughs> so this has, so because this this takes place in 2023. Three. Yep. So just just between the first year and oh, the... spoilers, s- by the way. Heavy spoilers. Just Continue. between the first year and the second year of The Purge. Now, hold on. You said that The, the Purge... The first, the first movie Purge movie takes, takes place, place in 2022. We but find out later from the first Purge movie. It's been going on it's for... Been going on, it's been going on since 20... Where does it take? Uh, it takes place in 2016. Is the first Purge. Yeah. Okay. So is it possible that... Is it possible that... Well, we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. We'll, we'll come back to that. Um, well, just, just, to keep, just to keep on the timeline here. So I know we haven't talked about the later movies yet, but yeah. here's the timeline. The in order of sequential, not yeah. not release, but sequential sure. uh, timeline, chronological. Uh, the first purge takes place in 2016. The purge is 2022. Purge Anarchy is 23. Uh, the television series takes place in 2027. Oh, okay. Uh, election year takes place in 2040, mm. and then you have the Forever Purge, which takes place in in uh, 2048. Oh. So that's how far into the future we actually go into this. So not to jump ahead, but it's safe to say then that. Maybe uh, the senator takes two terms. That would make sense. I mean, that would make sense, right? Twenty forty eight. Um, I th- I took the forever purge as they got back into power, and it's just purge all the time. Murder is just legal that's, all the time. That's what it's. That's what it sounds like. like. Yeah, um, I have no idea. I haven't. I've, yeah, we haven't watched it yet, so it, we but... won't. We won't make any assumptions. Anyway, but anyway, though, back to the purge yeah. anarchy. So that's their their family dynamic. Uh, the dad ends up, he ends up sacrificing himself and leaving them with all this money. But then their mm-hmm. their their whole uh, apartment complex gets ransacked by the the NF. What are they NFFA. The, the I, NFFA. I hate that name. It's the new founding fathers of America, but yeah. the fact that it's called NFFA. NFFA. <laughs> NFFA. NFFA. It's, it's every time somebody <laughs> says it in the movie, I'm like, you couldn't come up with a better a, like a better acronym for these assholes. NFFA. NFFA. <laughs> I don't know. It just it doesn't roll off the tongue very well. Or yeah, call them NAFA or NAFA. something like that. No, it'd be NUFA. 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 <laughs> um, anyway, though, so that's their dynamic, and the NUFA comes and go. breaks down their doors because we don't know why. Like they're they're there, they're ransacking the building and this and that. So then that's one story. Yeah. You then have um, the story of Carly or Kylie Sanchez and her husband uh, Shane. Is that so how you say Liz- her name? Ki- Kylie. It's Keely. 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 It's not. Yeah, it's Keely. If you watch Ted Lasso, it's Keely. So Keely Sanchez, though, fucking snack attack. Jesus, mm, babe. God, I love her. I mean, her, she's been in I a mean lot her, of stuff. I mean, her husband's not bad either. Nah, not bad, <laughs> but uh, hey, um, no, she was. I know her from uh, the show called The Glades. It was on for like three seasons. Yeah, and it's I'd, fantastic. I'd heard the name. You told me that she was in The Glades. I I don't know what it's about yep. at all. It's just one of those primetime mystery shows sure. you know like no different than anything else but it's just, but it was just really does it good take place in florida it does okay yeah. yeah uh it's but it's really good though and she's from that she actually pops up in a ton of stuff like she's look up her imdb she's in a ton of stuff um but uh yeah her and her husband shane are in the middle of a divorce and so that's their story is they're trying to get to his sister's house before the purge starts well it's a separation let's be fair it's it's separation. A, it's a separation we are separating sounds like a divorce to me 
Sometimes people separate so that they can figure things out and then well, come back together in a beautiful the, reunion. Whatever the case may be, I don't blame him for fighting. Like um, us, like I feel like every time you and I part ways, it's like a it's a separation. Or I go home. Yeah. <laughs> like we fight and then you go home and then the next time we get together, we've reconciled. We order a pizza. Right. <laughs> um, so their car breaks down because their like, fuel line or something gets ripped out. And so they're being set up to be stranded for purgers, right. basically. Right. And so that's their story. Now they're stuck on the street once the purge starts. That group of purgers, by the way. So cool. They're so, oh man, they're fucking Fast. cool. These movies, these movies, like, where a typical slasher movie, they have to reinvent and find new ways to kill people mm-hmm. every movie. These movies, I feel like they have to find and reinvent the purgers themselves. Right, right. Because there's like, they're just like, they're more, the ante is more upped every movie. And it's awesome. Right. You have to have the different like groups, the different factions of purgers. Oh. These ones, these ones so far are my favorite because I just love <clears throat> especially the kid in the god mask. Yes. There's yep. something about his body language where he's just so It's like the girl in the clown mask in Houses October built, the really unsettling porcelain doll girl. Yeah. It's not kind of like that. It's not even that though, because she acts like a porcelain doll all, th- all throughout the movie. It is creepy. But there's something about he's wearing a porcelain doll type mask, but then he's just got this really like loosey goosey body language where he's just kind of like swinging his arms and sure, like sure. it's his posture. Like it just looks, he looks like a kid. He looks like a just like a kind of a punk kid that's sure. out like having fun almost. But it, there's something like just, I, I don't know exactly how to articulate it but there's something about the way he moves and walks that's just really it makes it unsettling because it just looks like he's very casual about yeah. the fact that everything's about to go to hell you yep. know what i mean yep yep so that's, i like i like that well, all character the purgers are all very okay with what's happening but you come to find out that they're not actually looking to kill people themselves right. they're hired to kidnap people to then bring them to the rich people who then pay them. Yeah. So it's all connected. Like, <laughs> right. it's crazy. Yeah. Um, and then you have the story of Frank Grillo's character, Sergeant, where he is out purging, but because his son was killed in a drunk driving accident and he is going to get revenge He's... on the fucker that got off on a technicality, gets to live his life with his wife and kids. But Frank Grillo is struggling and, and, yeah reeling from he's, from that. he's just gotten to he's trying to get to one person this is where the so your question going back to like do i have a purge list i was i was watching this movie and i was like well i feel very i feel like everybody who's out just killing for no reason they're pieces of shit sure frank grillo he's out for a very specific reason and i was like i was like i feel like i'm on his side until I realized it was a drunk driving thing. Because that's where my... I thought like I thought he was trying to get to somebody who was out purging the year before and killed his son sure, in cold blood. Sure. If somebody killed his son in cold blood, I would also be out sure. to, for revenge. But when it's something like that... But when you're that distraught as a father, though, oh, you're no, that I, distraught. Dude, you're, I, not, you're not thinking clear, which is, which is the theme of the entire the theme, movie. Yeah. I get it, dude. Like, yeah. I get it. If if something awful like that ever happened to one of my kids, I think my first instinct would be to find that. Especially if they got, if they got out on a technicality and didn't go to prison for the rest yeah. of their life, I would, I would seriously consider finding that person, and killing sure. them. Sure. But then you think like that person has a wife and a couple kids themselves. Sure. And like, when he and when he does spoilers again at the end of the movie when he does make it to the house, 
and like you see them like they don't seem like bad people they right. you know like <clears throat> this is a thing that i'm sure that guy could would take back in an instant would give anything to take that back right and and frank grillo sort of comes to his senses a little bit and it's funny because that guy ends up saving his life yeah which is ironic it's a good twist right. a, I, I feel like these movies they they have a very good sensibility of distinguishing right from wrong yeah and like knowing how the balance of that works out yeah like they do a really really good job of of just painting the picture of be a good fucking person right and things work <clears throat> out right be a shitty person and this is what happens right like and i love that so this is where all their stories combine because all these people find themselves on the street together and they all meet up and there's there's other people that are involved but we don't need to get into it unless we're talking about scenes but like you know it's it's that story of them surviving mm-hmm. now the end of the movie takes a weird twist i thought the end of the movie was a bit clunky it felt like a completely separate idea tacked on to the end of this other idea of a movie like with frank grillo's character what are no, you talking just, about uh, in general of oh, them getting the kidnapped whole... and going into the running man basically yeah it, yeah, it that was felt very clunky yeah like it didn't fit with the rest of the movie yeah like that could have been its own like it that turned, could have been its own movie it turned into the most dangerous game yeah all of it was a the running man right yeah which, yeah which is pretty much what that was. yeah exactly um yeah it did feel it it, it felt weird and tacked on uh, but I got it too, you know, like, cause they wanted to, they wanted to start to introduce the idea that the, the, uh, cultural elite were mm-hmm. using this as an opportunity to basically, I don't know, give themselves the opportunity to, to feel the rush of murdering people sure. in a legal way by using the, their financial power, Yeah, you know? It's, they essentially like had this group of kids kidnap a bunch of people and bring them to this place where it's people... kind of the plot of thirty one, isn't it? Isn't that kind of how that went? There's people kidnapped. Yeah, oh yeah. They're, they're basically putting a game of cat and mouse. Yep. Yeah. It for, is the, exa- for the rich elite. Yeah, it is yeah. exactly that. Yeah. It just minus the powdered wigs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And which is exactly the same thing as the Running Man, the most right. dangerous game. The, yeah. It's, it's the story of the rich hunting the poor. That's it. Yeah. The tale as old as time. Right. Which is uh, it's. And you wonder, you know, you wonder when you see this many stories like this, you wonder, oh, why do why do people think this is how the the world is set up? Like, why do we feel like this is the this is the uh, the dynamic between the rich and the poor? It's putting it's putting things like it's putting things on a very kind of literal playing field sure. where the the rich are literally hunting the poor yeah. and like destroying them, so using their power and their money to to take advantage of of the the poor. And I don't know if you were like, if you were a rich person and you saw any of this stuff, you would think like, oh, why, why does the lower class think, think this about us? I'm not a bad person, but yeah, yeah. A little self-reflection. They, um, <laughs> maybe you are a piece of shit. With the, the weird thing about not that to is say that all rich people are pieces of shit, but most of them are the, um, <laughs> the, the way, the way that the ending plays out too, they, they end up getting kidnapped by those same people that we thought the masks were cool. This yeah. is what they were basically doing. Yeah. They were kidnapping these people to bring to this place where you could bid. If you were the highest bidder, uh, you could then kill the people that were on stage. Oh, it wasn't the highest. What, it wasn't a highest bidder. It was just she. Fee. She set the uh, the buy-in. So it's an entrance fee. Basically. Yeah, and then there's if three, you decided to buy in, it was there's there's three spots and you can buy in and right. this and that. So what right. they do is they basically put them into an abandoned laser tag arena. <laughs> yeah, and they they let the the purgies or movie set movie oh, set yeah, sure movie set yeah they let the purgies run around and then the purgers who paid to get in have the weapons and they basically they also hunt. have night vision. And they 
they have night vision and all the, the accoutrements the, the and all that. Giving them the major advantage, yeah. While all the other people watch on from windows above. Right. And I'm thinking to myself while I'm watching this, I'm like, this would actually be way more dangerous to the rich people. Because they're in there, they're rich people, right? Like most of these people have probably never picked up a gun in their life. They've probably never had to survive on their own. They've probably never, you know what I'm saying? Like they, mm. they've had a very cushy life. Whereas you're fighting against people that have nothing to lose, right. that are scrappy, that are street smart. To me, that's almost more dangerous for the rich people to go in there. Well, I mean, that's you know? kind of the point of the the most dangerous game, though, is I've, I've you know, to, to cross streams with that story, I've successfully hunted everything that there is to hunt in the world, and now I want to hunt something sure. that's able to fight back. Well, that's fair, but... But also, they're throwing them into a, a dark place it's, where... Oh, it's, it's handicapped, for sure. Unarmed, mm -hmm. with people who have night vision and guns. Yeah. And knives or whatever. I'm just saying, though, like for for a person who just oh, I'm going to bid all this money because I want to take part in the purge. I've like, and maybe they're not a hunter who's hunted everything. They just wanna, they just wanna do whatever. So you pick up a gun. I'm gonna go shoot somebody. But if you don't know what you're doing, you can easily be overtaken, even in the dark, even without a weapon. Well, it kind of maybe even that itself is a commentary on how rich people feel. Their mentality is that. My money protects me from almost yeah, everything. Kind of, yeah. I'm I'm rich, so that means I'm. There's no worries, right? They go into it without a care in the world, right? Yeah. Any 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 problem that comes my way, I can just make it go away because I'm rich. There's that one guy Until, who there's that one guy who bids or whatever, and he invites his two sons to go with him. Like it's a family bonding thing. It's like fuck you. Did you have the captions on for that? Oh no. She's like she's like, will your two will your two handsome sons be? Oh, and he goes, wait, what do you say, boys? He's like, what do you say, boys? And they're like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. It's like it's oh, oh it's so gross. gross. I felt so disgusting watching it. <laughs> um, but that's like that's kind of the 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 sense of this movie. Uh, oh, I, I meant to mention before too. It's very it, there's hints of I told you how these movies I feel like they pull from a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. There's a big hint of Escape from New York in these movies too, where they're just running the desolate streets where mm -hmm. there's people at every corner trying to kill them. Right. I love that aspect. Yeah. I think it's I think it's really cool. Um, what are the cool things from the movie? Um. There is a guy who's part of the the NFFA, the uh, who they they drive these semi trucks around. Oh, you talking the, about the big, dude, the fucking minigun, big daddy. Oh my god, <laughs> dude! Like his minigun on the back is terrifying. Can you imagine that thing rolling up on you, just clear cutting like an entire? <laughs> yeah. So they have. So essentially, let's uh, let's because we've been kind of talking in general generalities, gen gen generalities, generalities, generality. <laughs> We've been talking very broadly about yes. this movie so far. So essentially, <laughs> the way you have uh, the way you have these people meeting Frank Grillo's character, Sergeant, is out to get revenge uh, for his son. Um, Callie and Eva decide that they want to go out and try and find their dad or her dad, Eva's dad, before he martyrs himself. Oh no! They they actually get pushed out of their apartment because yeah. the the fucking well the fucking landlord the comes up. Comes well, the in. landlord tries to come up and rape them both first, right? And then the government comes in just by happenstance yeah. and kills him. But then it's not so really a pushed, saving moment. They're it's pushed a, out onto the streets. Yeah. Uh, the the couple are pushed out onto the streets because they're driving. Which, if you have to go somewhere and you have to drive through the city to get there, don't wait until forty five minutes before the purge starts. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like they were just stupid. Yeah. Um. So they got they all get pushed together and now 
basically they're trying to make it to Eva's friend's house because Frank needs a car because his car got destroyed by mm-hmm. Big Daddy with the Gatling gun. Yep. And um, and the other people just want protection, basically. Yep. So that's how they kind of all end up together. Um, Did you think that the the Big Daddy and his Gatling gun and the semi-truck, it's kind of a bad vehicle to be driving around a city in. Like, think of a, a big semi-truck like that driving around, excuse me, the streets of Detroit. It's not very agile. You know what I'm saying? You can't really make tight turns. You can't really get anywhere fast. You can't do this and that. Yeah, it's... Uh, I feel like you'd want one of those... those Like, you know, those, like a SWAT vehicle or well, something? Well, that or, like, you know those mini semi-trucks you can get to pull, like, fifth wheels and stuff that people have? They oh, look, yeah. They look like a legit, like, semi-truck. Like a dually. No, no. I'm talking more than that. It it looks like a semi truck, oh, half the like, size, yeah. but the same shape and everything. Sure, yeah. I forget what they're called. Like Ford makes one. They're it's not a regular pickup truck or anything. Yeah, it's a hauling right. vehicle, but it's a little bit more compact. Yeah, I get what you're talking about. That's what they should be using. Yeah, I feel like a semi truck getting around city streets is not ideal. Yeah, but how many like how many people are they hauling in each one of those? Things? They're not though. I know that nobody nobody got put into the back of it. It's a command center. But what the but what. Where are all those guys coming from then? They're coming from other I, the roof. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Maybe there's portals. Do they have portal technology in this? And they're just kind of jumping through. There it is. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It is the future after all. The purge portal. <laughs> um, but the, I, I just thought that was a little bit like clunky. I'm like, why would you? Why would that be your your vehicle of choice? You know, doesn't seem like it's very maneuverable. Yeah, on, but a, it's, on a night where you need to be maneuverable. But it's also well do. They don't need to be. They don't need to be that maneuverable. They just need because, like you said, it's a command center. That's where they're uh, monitoring all of the the uh, CCTV cameras yeah. and stuff like that. And you basically just need somehow a, a way to carry Big Daddy and his Gatling gun. <laughs> you know? Basically, yeah. And 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 him, which I be- love that he looks like just a trucker. I like, know. like he looks yeah. like a dad. <laughs> yeah, he just looks like a dude. He's got an American flag on his hat and stuff like that. And did you notice that in both of these movies they use the American flag as and and this is again a commentary on real life now, but this happened ten years ago. Yeah, they use the American flag itself almost as a symbol of hate. Well, people have been no, but my people point have is been though, saying that for years. But, but my point is though is that that's very similar with. It's very similar with what is going on now because it's almost like like diehard Trump supporters, right? And diehard, uh, uh, um, whatever, whatever, whatever fringe group that you want to to associate with, right? Sure. Yeah. But anything that's basically the other side of left, they they plaster the American flag over everything. Yeah. Almost as if it's this is our symbol, right? It's not your symbol. Forgetting what the fucking flag even stands for, right? You know, right? And this was ten years ago. Yeah, that wasn't really going on ten years ago. And the uh, fact, yeah, it was. But not it to just the extent, wasn't as loud. You know, not to the extent that it was now. Because this, keep in mind, all of this was before the era of Trump and stuff. No, I get it. Yeah. So like that wasn't as pronounced back then as it is today, post Trump. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Right. Like, so it's weird. Like I said, these are like the Simpsons. Like, say, like oh, Purge did it first. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> Purge it's, did it's, it. It's, it's bizarre. Yeah, it's, it's unsettling and it's and it's bizarre. Yeah. It's almost like these movies were used to plant ideas in people's head. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. To hate yeah. to anyway, hate to hate America. Yeah. <laughs> and James DeMonaco. 
fuck you, James DeMonico. James DeMonico is the prime operative. What I what I love is there is a group there, basically like an Antifa group, <laughs> if you will, that is against the uh, the Mufa. Um, I don't want to say Antifa. It's I wouldn't that, call them. No. I wouldn't call them. They're basically Antifa. just normal people that don't want Cause, cause legalized an- killing. Because I. Well, we don't need to get into that. <laughs> Antifa, Antifa's as bad as MAGA in I my opinion. I agree. In my extremes opinion. on both sides. Yeah. Extremes, extremes are bad, yep. whether, no matter which way but you're they going. they are a group, though, that is fighting back against the new founding fathers. And basically, it's like, killing people is bullshit. Right. And I, I agree with the... Like, here's the thing about, here's the thing about bloodshed and killing mm-hmm. and why the purge... This might be controversial... Why the purge actually makes some sort of sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are certain people, there are certain ideas, there are certain groups mm-hmm. that are are just inherently bad yeah. and evil right. and serve no good purpose. Right. And the fact of the matter is, if they could just be wiped out, mm-hmm. it would be for the better. Right. It's 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 it it is the truth. Well, killing, killing. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like, would you go back in time and kill Hitler? Of the, course, yeah. Well, sure. The idea of the purge to me is less a a question of. It's less a question of what the action is. Mm-hmm. It's it's more of a question of what your intention is. Right. Because if you have very good intentions, but the only way to reach like a good functional society mm-hmm. is to take this out, then fucking kill a motherfucker. I'm serious. <laughs> like, like I, I understand the mentality and I, and I do, but I do understand how that is a very decisive action. Right. That w- that will cause the change that you want. Right. Now, if you're somebody that is using the, that, the problem is if I could jump in, the yeah. problem is, is that the intention is so, uh, it, it, the intention is so like nuanced because some people some people think that getting rid of every conservative in America is the way. Well, sure, because they're sure. holding us back from progress pr- progressions. Yes. Some conservatives think that killing every liberal in America sure. would be the way because they're holding they're, because they're trying to push ideologies on us that uh, that don't line up with our values. So yeah, I, so I, I, agree I where you. I agree with you, where it's like taking out like taking out people who are white supremacists, or taking out people who uh, who. Um, but this is more, or who are anti-Semitic, like taking out those types of people in general. On like it, it sounds like oh yeah, that's that's well, absolutely. But then you, but then you, it goes down levels. Well, sure, sure. You, you, get, you get to people uh, who are like, though, oh, the, like I want to kill racists. But, oh, I want to kill people who but don't. But that's ag- what I'm talking about—the intention, though, where your intention is to do one thing and then it stops. Like right. you're 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 using this action just just to get to somewhere and then it's over with. It's the people that will hold on to that and then make an excuse to use it for this and then for this and then for this and then you right. go down the cycle. Right. You know, the, when you th- when you think of the purge, there was a a purge. Mm-hmm. It was against the Jews in the Holocaust. Yeah. That is a purge. Yeah. And and what was the answer? Take out Hitler. Yeah. So you so like this is this is this is this is something that has literally been put into action. Right. In the world. Mm-hmm. Much larger scale, but it's happened. But then so but then you think about like Hitler actually thought he was doing something necessary, right? Well, but that's the face of evil. Like that's just psycho- yeah, evil. psychopath 
evil well, all person. All evil people think they're doing good. But that's most the, of them. But that's the thing. Like you can even have that on a small scale. Like mm-hmm. so, somebody somebody thinks they're going. Like I mean, we've had this. We've had this just within the past few years, especially during <laughs> uh, like you know when our when our country was just like rioting yeah. all the time. Yeah. You had people going out into the streets thinking that they were doing something good, and using violence as a way, These, as a as a way to get that point sure, across, sure. as a way to seal their ideology into place. When, except for in the most extreme of cases, is violence ever really the answer? I don't know. I well, I, I guess what, so. I guess what I'm saying in in very extreme cases when some when, when there's no other choice. The idea of doing something like that, there, it, it gets you what you need. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but but you're right. But it, it gets, gets you what you need. But it gets everybody what they need. Well, that well, like I said, I never I never said it's, it wasn't a the, nuanced idea. <laughs> the problem is, there's a lot of people with really shitty ideas sure, of how the sure, world should be. Sure. And who's right? Sure, we never know. I guess I guess that's what I'm saying though. Like like if you were to go into the big cities though, right? And you you take out the bad gang members, mm-hmm. or you take out the fucking pedophiles, or you take out the the people that are legit like just harbingers of evil on a society. I mean, would we not be in a better place? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a weird thing to admit to, but like, this is why. Excuse me. There's people that can get behind a purge in these movies, right? Because they see these things. But the problem is, is that what you have is you have uh, people who get to the point where they they truly believe that just purging to just purging in general is a way to keep our society afloat. Sure. And so, sure. And th- and those people like they don't even. They don't even understand why they're doing it. It's well, those are the people. Those are the people that that become a part of it. But they don't know why. Right. There's no intent behind it. And that's and the kind that of in the second. And, movie. and that's the kind of thing that can always happen when you have sure, sure. when you have an ideology that becomes no per- ideology pervasive. Yeah. When you have an ideology that becomes pervasive, you have people who join in on that just because it seems like it's the thing to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is which, again, sca- which is scary. Like it, it really does. I be- <laughs> if they, if they, if they made this a reality and they made this, like you can go out for one night and do whatever the fuck you want. It's sure. like it's like giving your kids a yes day. You ever heard that? Yeah. Like when you have like one time a month, we're gonna have a yes day where you can literally do whatever you want. Pass. And your kids, your kids will eat ice cream all fucking day, mm-hmm. and they'll go out in the sun with no sunscreen. And then at the end of the day, you know, they'll play Nintendo all day. At the end of the day, they're fucking throwing up, and they yeah, and yeah. they're and they're crashing because they've eaten yeah. sugar all day, and everything is worse off because sure. you gave them that yes day. Well, that's... But, but you also okay. Here's the here's the rub though. They also learn a lesson, right? Yeah, but but they I learn like, a lesson like, oh, I'm not gonna next yes day. I'm not gonna eat that much ice cream. We I say that like every shit. time we get hangovers, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. So I I think that too. I think that too. The 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 I don't know. I I don't know where I was gonna go with that. There was I had a thought and it's gone. Well, I so. We uh we pretty we we talked a lot yeah, about yeah. Uh, oh, oh. anarchy here. Oh, go ahead. That's go ahead. what it was. The um the 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 with um fuck lost it again. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was there and then I lost it. Did I trigger it by saying um, anarchy? Do you need like uh, some some trigger words to maybe. see if they'll yeah trigger me baby. Well, um. <laughs> I was just gonna move on. I don't know. We 
But eventually, eventually you get to a point where everybody thinks they're safe, but then shit goes awry sure, again sure. because one person has a personal vendetta against somebody else, and then they get to this uh, this point where uh, everything comes to a head. They're being hunted by these rich people. That's taken care of by the anti NFFA, the anti NFFA. Yeah. And yeah, they they come in and save them. Basically. Yeah, I wouldn't even like I I wouldn't even say that they're. I don't, what would you say like because you kind of compared them to Antifa earlier, but like no, they're not. They're they're more I like because um, they're more like like he's like Malcolm X for the <laughs> for the uh, yeah they're like they're gorillas they're they're gorillas right they're yeah but they're like they're they're fighting for they want to end the purge they think the purge is a bad idea but their ideology is not that they're great. a militia they're, they're basically a militia for the side of good but their ideology is not that great either because they're they're idea of stopping the violence is with more violence still but, that, but that's and that's what i was talking about it's all about the intent if those people are going to go in to do what is necessary to stop what's happening and then and then once it's gone they abandon that cause like they're, they they abandon that that those actions right then you're using you're using that as a tool because let's be honest fear is a tool right and if you're using it in the in the quote unquote right hands, if you're doing it for the right intentions, and you have no intention of hurting anybody other than the people that there's no option for, I understand the tool. I get it too. I mean, that's what war is all about. Sure, but war is also about. Well, I mean, war I, war is also like we we learn more and more about this every single day. War is also about profit to somebody. Sure. You sure. know what I mean? Like somebody's like the anti NFFA group in this in this uh, movie. They're being funded by somebody, you know. Like they're not they're not going out and doing spaghetti dinners for fundraisers. They like they're well, funded by somebody. That they're, would be an interesting. They're, they're would, heavily armed. That would be an interesting path to go down. They're heavily armed. But, they have a lot of resources. They have a lot of intel. All of this stuff is coming from somewhere. So. You still have somebody who's at the top of all that, f- filtering the money into this group who s- has an ideology of some sure. kind. So the problem is they go in and they use violence to wipe out the. This is like you hear about you hear about like regime but, regime change wars, which the U.S. has been involved in dozens of them. You go in and you take out the the current regime in a, in, in a country to better. put in something that suits you. Yeah. And then that regime yeah. goes out of control, and then you have to do it all over again. When you have though, that one of their quotes at the end of the movie was was I thought was very powerful and very true, and it goes and and this echoes a lot of the the um, class disparity that we see in in our own world. Mm-hmm. And what he said disparity. is disparity. Disparity. Sorry. <laughs> um, he goes. He says change only comes when their blood spills. As in, they don't care how many of us die. They only care about when it affects them. Yeah. And this is what I'm talking about where it becomes a tool. Because for people like that, for those these these high up fucks who who literally don't care, mm-hmm. they're only going to make a change when it is something that affects them. Right. And that's it's a very true statement. Right. And that's what I'm saying. It's all about intention. Sometimes you have to spill blood to stop the blood from spilling. I yeah. No, it, I, it, I understand. It's just the way it is. I understand that, and unfortunately, I think that's the reality. But then you get into, and this can this can lead into sure. uh, the purge election year, where sometimes 
somebody comes along and they and they say, well, all of that's bullshit. We don't need to spill blood because we can change this by getting inside and changing it from the inside out. Sure. It's a, and it's harder. It's a much harder yeah. way to do it. Yeah. It's a much harder way to do it, but it's possible. Sure. If you keep fighting. Sure. And it, it, and fighting doesn't necessarily mean spilling blood. Okay. Before we move on, I, yeah. have, I have two thoughts that I want to ask. Okay. The end of the movie, they take Frank Grillo to the hospital. Mm-hmm. They pull up to the hospital, and it's like a ghost town. Those hospitals would be overrun with people post purge night. <laughs> yeah. They would be they would be so overrun, it would be like COVID times two. Yeah, there'd be lines out the yeah. door for sure. Secondly, they claim that the purge is what saved the country's like economic crisis. How was that possible when after every single purge night, look just judging from the the way the cities look and everything, mm-hmm. there is millions of dollars in damage to every city that this takes place in. I mean how does that save them financially when they have to literally rebuild their cities every fucking year what's what's (laughs) what's a couple hundred million dollars worth of damages compared to billions of dollars worth of welfare though well because they make it i get what you're saying they make it pretty clear in these movies that what's really upsetting the anti-nffa and uh what the hell's her name uh senator it's basically the poor versus the rich yeah the senator is there the elite are essentially using this as a way to wipe the sure okay wipe, wipe the poor off the face of the earth because it yeah. saves them money and judging from the next movie we can get into that next year uh it's also whitewashing because if you look at the nffa there is it's all white people except Did for, you notice that except for i think one oh no i was gonna say except for one black lady that i saw but that was actually in the rich people in the when they were um Bidding when they were bidding, yeah, that's different, yeah, like but the when, NFFA, when you, though, right? Yeah, all it's, old white people, well, yeah, not it's, even old, it's just white people, yeah, it's pretty clear what they're trying to say, yeah, what, uh, what, all right, with this movie. So, moving on <laughs> to the Purge election year, which was my favorite of the two movies, I I actually kind of adored this movie, yeah, I liked it. Um, so the Purge election year came out in 2016, uh, once again, directed and written by James DeMonico, uh, former police sergeant Barnes, wait. Wait, oh, so his name's not Sergeant. He was. A oh yeah, sergeant. he was a sergeant. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His name is Leo Barnes. I'm a Sergeant Sergeant Barnes. <laughs> uh, so former police sergeant Sergeant Barnes uh, becomes the head of security for Senator Charlie Roan, a presidential candidate targeted for death on Purge Night due to her vow to eliminate the purge. I mean, she's got my vote. <clears throat> yeah, snack 2024. Yeah, Total babe, twenty twenty four. Love snack foods. Want to eat that? Okay, let's. Uh... <laughs> oh my god, dude! Oh, what a pig! I know. I'm just kidding. Um. Anyway, I'm, though, I'm, uh... I'm not like you at all. <laughs> um. I'm happy no one listens to the show. Uh, so Frank Grillo returns completely unaged. Hell yeah. 18 years later. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> like he looks like he walked from one movie to the next. <laughs> Even though 18 years have passed. You know what? These are the little details. They don't matter. Uh, I mean, his, his hair is like a lighter shade of black. Is it? It's that a might little. Have, that might have just been your TV. It's a slightly lighter shade of black. So Elizabeth Mitchell plays Senator Charlie Roan. Uh, she is the uh, incumbent incumbent president no. at least well no no no, no In- they... incumbent would mean that she already was president well, and oh yeah good point sorry yeah. i mean like she's going to be president because i think the way this plays out at the end is that she probably wins right but um yeah she is the senator running for office against uh, a douchebag pastor who is all pro purge 
has an entire religion built around the purge, yeah. which is a really, really good anecdote <laughs> to how people have like literally rebuilt their own religions around politics these days. Well, I get the sense it's that it's insane. I get the sense, and we haven't watched the first <clears throat> the first purge yet, but like I get the sense that the new founding fathers already came in with uh, like a like heavily religious uh, which ideology, is, which is also. That's what I'm saying. Very no, like, similar to, I don't. Yeah. I don't think that these religious sects grew up around the purge. I think that the whole idea of the purge itself was a religious thing to begin with. I don't know if it was a religious thing, but I think I think that it's no different than American politics right now. You have a side that corresponds more with a religion, and then you're going to lean into those religious views because people are fucking hard on those religious views. Sure. So if you if you model your political campaign that runs in line with people's uh, religious views, yeah. you're going to get their vote. Right. It's as simple as that. Right. And that is why you see a lot of times you see um, Christianity and Catholicism as literal harbingers for crazy <laughs> conservative views and crazy like, you know, hard, hardline right wing extremist stuff. I mean, it's, you just I, do. Think, I think it's used like, I, I it's used, I think it's used as a tool definitely to get votes and stuff like that, but you don't necessarily have to, I mean, because like Joe Biden is Catholic, isn't he? But he doesn't lean into it. I mean, he, he did, he, he did, he did when he, when he needed votes. Well, because, because he needed votes. Right. But, so, but nothing, but the thing is, is like, whereas Trump, for example, yeah. right? Trump would, when he needed to, he would keyword, I'm Catholic or mm, I'm Christian. Sure. He was, he's one of, listen, I don't care. I'm not speaking politically when I say this. Yeah. He's just generally speaking one of the shittiest people in the world. (laughs) Well, yeah. He's a shitty fucking person. All all of these people are. (laughs) But because he says, I'm Christian or I'm Catholic, though, all of the Catholics and Christians, which is the biggest religion in the country... Yeah. Oh, but oh, he's one of us. Yeah, he's one like of us. that, you know. And, and sure. he exploits that. Right. He absolutely. He doesn't give a shit about religion until he's trying to cover something or be, look good in front of people. Right. And that's exactly. There's no difference here. Right. I feel like when I was watching this movie, I'm like, when did this movie come out? Forgetting that it came out in 2016, right? Yeah. I'm watching this thinking, oh, this had this. This must be a playoff of the 2020 elections. Like it has to be. Sure. But then you realize it came out four years before then, before any of the crazy shit started. Right. I mean, it came out the it came out the year that uh, Trump became president, but it was made well before that. Well, yeah. so when it when it, so it would have been in it would have been in so development in production during basically. So I guess there are I guess there are hallmarks then of that that can be pulled. It okay. would have been in production during the 2016 election season. But what if Trump didn't win? This would look like its own thing. The sure. fact that he won, though, and then everything that happened afterwards, sure, yeah, is is insane. One of the last things in the movie, and we'll get we'll get into the the, the plot here in a minute. But like one of the very last things in the movie, it says, um, "Let's see here." Uh, oh, at the very end, it talks about how once she got in office, her very because uh, she know oh, she did win, and her very first her very first um, um, executive decision was to end the purge, mm-hmm. and then all of the extremist purge supporters started getting violent and started rioting and this and that. It's literally the march on the Capitol. Uh, it's what they're describing. I don't, all these all these fringe groups that are like, Trump's still my president, right? But that happened in 2020. 
That happened in 2021. No, it didn't. January 16th? Or January 6th? Was it 21? I thought that was 21. Well, whatever. It happened far oh, long oh, no, no, after no, this movie came out. No, but the that, actual the no, actual no, violent. But that's if, what I'm if saying. You're going, this no. What I'm saying though is this predicted this. It's the same thing. It's it's eerie. But there was how a, similar it is. But there was actually there was actually violent breaks of outbreaks of violence after Trump's election too. Oh sure, I'm, there, there was were, there, there was were. like there was like widespread rioting after Trump was elected. So it's but nothing but like, so it predicted the, it predicted. But nothing of the violence levels, though. Like the way they describe it in this movie is like these people basically went full purge outside of the purge. Like they went crazy, violent. They tried to, you know, whatever. Like that's the way that I took it. Ooh, what do you? So what do you mean? What are you saying? I'm just saying when when their candidate lost, yeah, these people rioted and and drove them to crazy more violence. Because, but, they still but that felt, in, because they still felt like their person was still in power. But that happened in 2016, I get too. The, I, I get that. <laughs> but the, the, the capital riots and stuff didn't happen in 2016, which which you there's no way that you can say that that was not different than what happened in 2016. I think at the end of the day, I think it's extreme extremism in general. Yeah. That's what the purge represents. Sure. It's extremism in general. These purge movies are very obviously written from a point of view of somebody who does not like anything left of center or right of center right it's very obvious that that that, that's how these movies are written okay i happen to find myself more on the left side of center but center i don't consider myself an extremist at all i i know that you are on the right side of center i hope that you don't consider yourself an an extremist no obviously not but like that's what this movie represents yeah it's extremism Mm -hmm. when one candidate loses one side is going to revolt in some (laughs) way shape or form right i think all i was trying to say is that i feel like this movie more mirrors what no, happened yeah. in 2020 rather than what happened in 2016 right in terms of just just the with all the like let's be honest the left side they're not really religious right you don't get that religious aspect that you got in this movie which was this movie was was built around the religious pillars of the community i mean hell they had they literally had mass at the end of the movie yeah where they were praising the new founding fathers, like it, like they were gods, and yeah. they were doing human sacrifice, to right? Them. Comparing themselves to Jesus and, and like, martyrs and, and, that, and stuff, and yeah. that is exactly supposed to represent fundamental Christianity, sure. Which is by and large more of a right thing than a left thing. So you can see why this movie was written and taken the way that it was. Yeah, that's that's all I was getting at. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's all, right. all I was getting at. Um. Uh, where, where were we? I don't even, I don't even remember where we were at. I don't remember what we were talking about post the, here's a <laughs> peek behind the curtain. We just had a half hour conversation <laughs> that was not on the books. <laughs> yeah. You might think James and I are the bestest of friends, but we're actually moral enemies that hate everything about each other. So yeah. we fight a lot. And if there ever is a purge, he's dead. You're dead. Or I'm dead. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. Whichever, See, no, whichever you, one, whichever you, one of us is Willing to kill the other you and, is, and is bigger. You would win because I would be stupid and try to dress up as like Scorpion and throw a butter knife on Twine at you. And then you'd shoot me. <laughs> but just but just to add insult to injury, I would then stab you with an icicle. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, okay. I did find um getting back to 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 this movie, uh, uh we didn't even we didn't even touch the plot of this movie yet. No. Um 
the long story short, the uh, the senator who is running for office, uh, for running for the presidency, she was a victim of the purge. The rest of her entire family died in the purge eighteen years previous. I hated that cold open, by the way. It it's, it was a little it weird. It was weird. Yeah. Like the the guy talking. I don't like with with the exception of Bane in the Dark Knight. I will purge you now. <laughs> I hate when people in masks have perfectly audible, clear voices. Yeah. That's not how it sounds when somebody's talking no, behind not. a mask. I hate that in movies. It, and I get why they do it so that you can hear, but it's like put a little filter over it so it sounds like he's talking behind a mask sure. or something. Sure. You know what I mean? It's sure. like, uh, so that opening, it was also just kind of stupid. Like, who's going to play a George Clinton song right before they kill people? <laughs> that was that was a bit. I think they did that <laughs> intentionally it'll, to throw you off. It'll but, make you feel funky. Yeah, it was weird. So he actually, so, oh, here's another question I had. So he has her. This is 18 years be- before the um, um, the events of the Purge election year. Mm-hmm. He has her, her two kids, and her husband tied up. And he says, here's where we get to the point where we play uh, mom's choice or mother's choice. Yeah. You get to choose which one of you did will she survive choose? through the Purge. Well, that's the thing I was wondering is, like, did she choose herself to live? And let her th- her three family? Did or, he say mother's or did choice? He, or did he? Yeah, it was mother's choice. Okay. Or did he? Or did she refuse to choose? So he just automatically killed her family. I, I'm choosing to believe that's the case. I'm choosing to believe that's the case too. But it's really dark if that's not the case. No, maybe they'll put a sequel in between this and the 2040 movie. Because like maybe she maybe movie. she went on to try and make change from the inside because of the guilt that she felt for choosing herself to live. Who knows? You know what maybe. I mean? I don't think. I, maybe who knows? Yeah. No idea. No. Nobody knows, but it is kind of an interesting, it's kind of an interesting thing to think about. It, it kept yeah. kind of popping up in my mind as I was watching this movie because I was like, she's either a really good person or sort of shitty person. <laughs> I think I'm choosing to believe she's a good person. Uh, yeah, being how much she fought against even killing the enemies in this movie. Yeah, I lean, I, I, I lean that, that was, way too. Yeah. I lean that way too, but it's like it was kind of interesting. Yeah, so um, so she's so she's running for office or whatever, and uh, they the the purge leaders who met in this secret meeting hall, the main guy at the very end, for the very first line of the movie, who is this cunt <laughs> or something like that, like like oh shit, that's where we're at now. He called her Senator Cunt, Senator, which cunt. I think's got kind of a nice ring to it. <laughs> Sen Cunt, um, yeah. So so he's basically like, we're gonna change the rules to make it to where. Apparently, there was a rule to where high-ranking officials were absolved from the purge. Yeah, it was like level 10 government. Yeah, so they're removing that basically to make her available to kill. Right. And there's no consequences. Right, So, but the way they masked that was uh, they, heard that the, they heard that the lower class was complaining because the purge is set up just to take out the lower class. Yep. Which is obviously what it is. Yeah. Um, and so the, the government... The uh, the minister, basically the well, he is the president of the of the country at the time. He says we're we're we've heard you, we've heard the people. We're gonna make this fair for everyone, and we're removing the restrictions on all level ten government. So like nobody's nobody is uh, um nobody has uh, immunity. Yeah, anybody can be killed. But it was obviously because they they know that they can be protected. Sure. All of the other level ten governments. So they're. They're formulating a plan, a plot to take her out, 
because she's their greatest threat right well, now. Little do they know, they got Frank fucking Grillo. Fucking Frank <laughs> Grillo. Fucking Sergeant Sergeant Barnes. <laughs> so he is so he is now her head of security. Right. Um, turns out there is a leak in in the security. There's somebody on the inside mm-hmm. and they get in. Now there's a secret trap door in her safe room that no one but him that Frank Grillo knows about. Right. And it's funny to me. You put a you put a trap door in her room, but it didn't lead anywhere. It just led to the streets where the purge was. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it, no, it just. I get led, that it's an escape hatch, but you'd think that it wasn't an escape hatch. It just led to the room below it. It's a, well, it's a hidden escape hatch. Well, sure, to the room yeah, below it. But you would think though that there would be a clear path to like a vehicle or a way out, right? Or a sewer system, right? <laughs> like, why didn't you park no, a getaway car right outside the house? It literally just goes to an open window to the street where the fucking purge is happening. <laughs> <laughs> like, not very thought out there. Um, I thought that was funny. But, um, so this is basically their, it, it, it's, it's, it's their fight for survival. They meet up with all these, like, uh, uh, there's the, there's the, the, the character of Joe, they, they talk about Joe and, um, what's his name? Um, Oh, Joe. Yeah. Joe and, uh, Don, not Dante, um, Marcos, Marcos, Joe, Marcos, the old guy who only thinks about, uh, waffles and pussy. They're in, uh, they're, they're in a, a convenience store, which wasn't Joe. No, it was, it was another, another old guy. Irish Ike. Yeah. Uh, they're then a convenience store that Joe owns. And there's this whole other story, kind of like the, the first movie where there's three different storylines that kind of converge into one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just talking about the purge and how the, he's getting fucked over. He's the little guy and he's getting fucked over by the insurance company because if he doesn't pay an extra like few thousand dollars, he no longer has purge insurance. Right. He's getting fucked over by them. So now he feels like he has to stay at the store to protect it himself. Right. Very much like what happened in the riots, just in general, over the last four years, the big race riots, the oh, big yeah. government riots. You know, yeah, people yeah. would literally stand up. There's people like up on their roofs yeah. with, with rifles and yeah. stuff. Yeah. They would hire militants to protect their yeah. their businesses and stuff. Like it's crazy. Hopefully not hopefully not Nazis. Hopefully not Nazis. <laughs> um but the 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 group that was hired by the um the NFFA though are very similar. And this is kind of why I know we were arguing about this before, but this is why I feel like it more closely mirrors. It's definitely from a written from a certain point of view, but it more closely mirrors what happened from 2016 through 2022 or, you know, whatever, 2021, whatever, excuse me, is like these militants that were hired to round up the Senator for the FFA. Wait, are you, did you just say it more, more closely mirrors what happened between 2016 and 20? Just the, 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 it more closely resembled the riots that took place in that five years or whatever. Like a oh. lot of, a lot of the race riots, a lot of the government riots, that kind of stuff. I know there was stuff on both sides. So now you're agreeing with no, me. No, 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 no. <laughs> that was the position I had. No, because what I'm saying is that the militant group that was hired to, basically find the senator yeah they're 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 basically like proud boys well they're nazis they're neo-nazis well, they're basically like proud boys though you, you could you could make that jump is all is all i'm saying okay it's a, yeah it's a, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a fringe group of people that agree with the ideals of that side sure yeah that, that's all i'm getting at but yeah. like you could make that assumption you know the that and then, and then there's the fact that donald trump like we made fun of him earlier i don't know donald you know or donald i don't know david duke you know i don't know anything about him like he wouldn't whatever like it's just how like that that side is just yeah 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 sort of very passe about fringe groups and this and that yeah they'll use them for their benefit sure that's all i'm saying yeah um 
because yeah, the guy that was in charge of finding them was he was essentially a neo-Nazi. They they basically had not essentially he was well they <laughs> was. Al- they almost had Nazi um, symbols tattooed on him, but the symbol was a little bit different. It wasn't quite a swastika. It was like something a little different. The patches on their back said white power. Oh, did it? Oh, and, I didn't even see that. And they had swastikas on their shoulders, and he had neo Nazi <laughs> and he had neo Nazi tattoos all over his head. Fair. He was fair. a Nazi. <laughs> That's fair. Um, but yeah, so it, it's just it's just kind of all that or whatever, and it's the. Senator trying, you know, she they get involved with the under underground group of freedom fighters, basically, you know, that are trying to fight back against the purge, and they have this whole plot to assassinate the founding fathers. But then she, in a, a, a thing of like, I don't want to, I don't want him to be a martyr for their side. I want to beat him clean. Don't kill him. Right. I want to beat him. You know. Well, she she is she basically says, if you kill him, that makes my that makes my whole. Uh, my whole campaign illegitimate because I'm I'm on the side of ending the purge, having peace, and if we just go out and kill this guy, then I just become the same murder, exactly. murderous yeah, asshole. Exactly. She's like, don't don't be like them is basically what she's saying. Yeah. Um and that's and that's those are the themes of the movie. But there's 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 so many more nuanced themes throughout the I don't know. I just I just I loved this movie. I think I liked it more than you. No, I um, liked it. Yeah. I, I thought I thought it, I thought it was just kind of brilliantly written. I thought that it was. I thought the characters were really good. Like spoilers, when Joe dies at the end, I was legitimately sad. Oh yeah. Like Joe is such a good character. The way that they talk to each other, the way that they like. There's a scene where like Joe, you don't know much about his past, but it turns out he used to be a crip whistler. <laughs> like he was, he was a crip though, right? That was, and he was. <laughs> that was kind of. I mean, was, that was, was kind of dumb though. Like. It, it, it was. He's like, let me just hold on. We're surrounded by we're surrounded by this gang. Let me just do my real quick. <laughs> let me do my let me do my crip whistle real quick just to see if they're the same set. Like, but I was like, okay. But the come idea on. though, but the idea though is like he even made a mention. He's like, he's like, listen, I love black people, but I also like these white people. Like, <laughs> I've been in situations though where I was the white person in that situation, and that's kind of how it is mm-hmm. in the cities where it's predominantly one race or whatever. It's mm-hmm. not a racial thing. It's just how it is. Yeah. That's life. That is how life is. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought that was just really genuine. I thought it was really like, hey, 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 listen, I'm all about the brothers, but they're not bad either. You know, like <laughs> that's, I've been in that position before. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't know. I thought that was more, more genuine and more genuine in how after he did his crip whistle, the, just the, the idea that if we don't fight each other and we work together, things can be good yeah which those are the underlying overall message of the entire movie and i and i love that about it i really really did uh can i just point something out real quick yep that i'm just now realizing or learning rather that the the head neo-nazi was not uh anthony michael hall did you think that was anthony michael hall no i thought it was the whole time he looks exactly like him he's a real nazi (laughs) (laughs) kidding they're identical I didn't really pay that much attention. What are you fucking nuts? Well, you also don't think the Farmi, uh, Farmiga sisters don't look alike, so okay. I don't. Well, I don't trust your judgment. That's, well, <laughs> I don't trust your judgment now. All right. Anyway. Um. Yeah. I. Um. What else? What? Uh, were there any kills that stood? Oh fuck. What? The fucking prima donna girl that tries to steal the candy bar at the beginning of the movie <laughs> i was so happy when she and her merry band of bitches came back to try to like purge the store and they just got their shit wrecked was one of the, them just getting run over was one of the greatest scenes in the movie i uh loved it <laughs> i hated that character 
so much. Yeah. I just I just didn't I didn't think she it it just wasn't like I know she was supposed to be like this badass Gen little Z. little chick. No, like, it was Gen Z. Yeah, I, oh, was, so, so I guess I guess in that way it's like this <laughs> this like this like this uh, entitled brat. Yeah, this hubris, like this uh, un unearned confidence yeah. about her. Like she comes back or whatever, she's covering blunt. She's like, I already took care of my parents tonight. Now I'm gonna get that candy bar. I'm gonna get it's that like, candy bar. I'm like, oh, it's like, oh, I'll just... fucking die. And then when and then when uh, what's his, what the hell is his name? Uh, oh no, Laney was a chick. No, when uh, yeah, Laney oh, Marcos. When Marcos Mar- doesn't just shoot her and like just you know that they're there like. I know that you don't want to kill anybody, but he's already made it pretty clear that he's killed people sure. before. Because sure. when he was living in uh, in Mexico, he said every day was like the purge. Mm-hmm. So he's killed people before. This girl is obviously coming to kill both of you and burn down the store. Mm-hmm. That's what she's going to do. Yep, It's purge night. Maybe, I don't know. I guess he did the right thing by trying to scare her off. But in that situation, it's like, you're kind of, there's like eight of them. And there's yep. only two of you. Maybe you should just take her out. <laughs> yeah, but in I guess in, in like in in like overall, he did the right thing. Sure. Because again, like I don't know if I'd be in favor of a purge. If well, I I know for a fact that I wouldn't be in favor of an actual purge. I think people killing each other for no reason is a horrible thing. Sure. Um. But it it, it shows you though the dark side of just humanity in general. Right. The things like, that some are, people are just okay with. Yeah. There's you people. Know? And I think that, like, I think extremism does that to people. Like, sure. I, I think that, like, what seems extreme... You feel justified. What seems extreme now, because there's plenty of things that are going on in our country or all over the world right now that seem extreme, that in 10 years might seem like the norm. Yeah. And we're just like, okay with it. Mm-hmm. And that's what's kind of scary about this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, j- just like on a smaller level, um, like, you keep seeing all these stories about... Uh, people who are just like shoplifting thousands of dollars worth of stuff or like organized groups of young people who are going in and just like wiping out stores because they yeah. they can get away with it that's be- it's become normal sure. like sure i just saw a story on the news from detroit a couple days ago where a guy who worked at the store uh was watching these three dudes steal a bunch of laundry detergent and all he did was take a video of them and when they went to go away, they had tinfoil uh, covering their their license plate. As they went to drive away, he pulled the tinfoil off, got a shot of their license plate. The cops were able to investigate and actually uh, sure. arrested those three guys. The guy who took the video lost his job. What? Yeah, because because you're not supposed to engage with shoplifters. That's not engaging. That's not engaging. That they considered it engaging. You're not supposed to engage with shop well, like I'm not like I'm they, not I'm not that that's a whole nother conversation. No, no, I'm no. Not, I'm just yeah. saying like what what seemed like extre- like something extreme 10 years ago, like if we had mass uh mass looting and mass theft 10 years ago, we probably would have done something about it, but nowadays it's just like a normal everyday part of life. Yeah. So what's scary about that is if we if we were to just like say oh you're allowed to go out and commit whatever crime you want for for the next 12 hours that would seem really scary to people sure probably for the first year the sure. second year people would start to dip their toes in it and then 10 years down the line you'd actually have people out in the streets killing each other well probably it's cr- it's creepy i think like you, i a- think you get that a lot faster than 10 years you think so? Oh, Look at dude. Well, I mean, there's already me, people out killing each other. That in the brings street. me to my last point: yeah. is that there was a lot of very, very close, um, 
uh, uh, what's what's the word like from uh, similarities between the purge uh-huh. and literally what happened for well over a decade in Detroit on Devil's Night. Oh yeah, that literally was the purge. Yeah, um, and there's parts of this movie where there's people coming in from other countries to take place to take part in the purge. Yeah, what do they call? They can it? come uh, murder, murder tourism. Murder tourism. Yeah, that literally. I have. I was. I just finished reading a book about Devil's Night in Detroit in the eighties. Mm-hmm. I didn't, and I didn't know this. They interviewed people who literally came from other states to just come loot just to come Detroit. Fuck stuff up. Yeah. Because because the Devil's Night became a national holiday. You excursion to Detroit, we can go fuck shit up and get away with it. Yeah. That's like the purge literally happened here. And then the answer to it was they had groups of people who were angels. Yeah. That that that's who what I'm saying. Out, it's, who it's, went out and and so like it's uh such, like, it, this is such a representative of, of our city. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's creepy. Then that's why I'm like I, I don't know. I think these movies have they're way too close to home and almost on the button for comfort. They really are. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I still I still fucking loved them. Yeah, I like. I them love a lot. these movies a lot. I'm very excited to watch the next two and to get into the series at some point in time. Yeah, we're not going to do the series right away, but no, that'll be um, down the line. And the but, next uh, two will be in the next couple of weeks. We'll we'll finish up this rest of perspective. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. You liked them though. I did, yeah. yeah. I enjoyed both of them. Uh, I think I liked Election Year more. I did too. Than Anarchy, I, def- I definitely did. Anarchy just felt uh, it did feel kind of boring at times. Yeah, there's there's also just more to chew on in yeah. Election Year. There's right. more themes. There was more just there. It was more smartly written. Yeah. Um, it, it was just it was just a better script, better story, everything. Yeah, they weren't um, they weren't perfect movies by any stretch. There was some questionable writing. Sure. Some sure mildly questionable acting, but like. Uh, overall, I I thought they were both really good. Sure, uh, and the fact that this ended with "I'm Afraid of Americans" from David Bowie was <laughs> the cherry on the cake. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is your favorite? It's your favorite. It's Bowie one of song, my favorite Bowie songs. Yeah, yeah. but um, anyway, uh, uh, that's gonna do it for this week. Yeah. Uh, good afternoon. Now. Good afternoon. It is officially noon. Hour and ten minutes later than I wanted to leave. So we're going to <laughs> part ways for a couple hours, and then we're going to get back together, and we're going to go see Everclear. Yes, and, and drink I'm, Everclear. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, <laughs> I was gonna say I'm gonna need something stronger for beer to get through that. So uh, that's it. If you want to find us before next week, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzkill Podcast. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC. We're on all major streaming sites. Uh, this week. Go tell your local extremist to listen to us. And then he'll shoot you in the face. And we need more listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Anything for those votes. (laughs) Uh, All right. Yeah. We'll see you guys next week. Yes, sir. Cheers. Michael, cheers. I'll see you in a few hours, bud. See ya. Later.